So on today's episode of the show, I'm not going to be doing uh, much of the talking. I Instead, I want to introduce you to a woman I've been working with and a new show that we've been working on. It's called The Way I See It, and it's hosted by Carolina V. Now, The Way I See It is... It's real conversations on tough topics. It's one of those podcasts that uh, could be viewed as sort of a personal journal in the same way that with this show, my goal is to share my personal experiences and uh, sort of pull the lessons learned from that. That's what Carolina is trying to do on her show as well. It's to share the real stories about what it's like living in in the world today, having real conversations uh, unfiltered about really, really tough topics and giving ourselves the space to communicate and have discussions rather than uh, fighting and, and jumping on each other just because we might have different views. And so I'm super excited for this show. It just launched yesterday and the episode I'm going to be dropping in is episode number one. With that said though, if you like it, if it's something you you are really into, she is releasing episodes five days a week for the next two weeks. So here's what you need to do. Just search the way I see it and you'll find the show. Uh, click into it. You'll see there's a picture of her on the front. Click into it and you'll be able to listen to all the episodes that are coming up as well as all the episodes that have already released. So it's the way I see it and it's the letter C instead of S-E-E. So here's the clip and if you dig it, go listen to the full show. Tell the truth and people will trust you. Tell the truth and the fake friends, the people who aren't worth your time or your energy will start to weed themselves out of your life. Welcome to the Way I See It podcast, where my goal is to create a space where truth, optimism, and vulnerability are at the core essence of every interaction and conversation. Spending a long time feeling out of place and like I didn't belong made me crave a different kind of connection. And if you're listening, my guess is you're craving it too. I'm your podcast personality, self-awareness coach, and chai tea latte enthusiast, Carolina. All right, lovies, let's get into the way I see it. The truth is such a fickle thing. I find I'm asking myself questions like, how much truth constitutes as the truth? Is truth with a mission still considered the truth? If you side answer a question with the truth for a different question, is that still considered lying? But lying takes so much effort, you guys, and as fickle as the truth may be, it possesses so much power and not much effort in conjuring up stories and then having to remember those stories. But it's up to us whether we allow that power to create something positive or let it take over into something negative. I think the disconnect from the truth is one of our biggest obstacles in any situation you look at, like going after a dream, for example, or something you see someone else doing that you also want to do. Every podcast and blog and motivational speaker always says, you just have to start, you just have to do. And that's honestly probably the truth, but then why aren't more people doing it? Why are there still motivational bestsellers and conferences dedicated to finding your passion and going after your dreams? Because we lie to ourselves. We say things like, oh, I could do that. I could totally do that or be that or create that. Okay, then why don't you? Why aren't you? Why? 
because there is a part of you that thinks it can't. There's fear inside of you preventing you from going for it and you're lying to yourself when you deny that it's there or don't take the time to acknowledge it. And honestly, it's probably a large part of you, which is why it takes over and you don't actually end up accomplishing what you want to or what you set out to. It's easier to convince ourselves that we could be something or have something if we really wanted to and just tried, but then don't move forward with it, than dealing with the possibility of it not working out if you actually do try. Or it's easier to make external justifications of why something didn't work out. But if we just become honest with ourselves and acknowledge that part of us that doubts, that fears rejection or failure, then we can get to the work of figuring out why. Why is there a part of you that thinks it can't? And work at fixing that, making it more confident in making something happen. Me, for example, I've seen so many people have these incredible blogs where they share tips and tricks and life hacks and their stories and are super successful and influential and inspire people. So I spent the better part of two years organizing and planning a blog of my own, similarly shaped to what this podcast is going to become, where I would share my life in hopes of helping and inspiring others. And if I lost you back at me saying two years, good. You should be gobsmacked because I'm embarrassed of it. I keep telling myself I have a purpose and a passion and a message and that I could do this and make a difference and connect to people. But then I spent two years not doing it, but tricking myself into thinking that I was doing something because I kept planning and brainstorming and organizing and not being truthful with myself. I had enough content planned out for posting twice a week for one year. I'm just going to let that settle in with you for a second at how absolutely ridiculous that is. And then did I ever end up posting it or publishing it? No, because it never felt ready but I was lying to myself. The reason I didn't publish wasn't because it didn't feel ready. The truth was because I didn't feel ready. I don't take failure well. I am 100% a perfectionist. I like the guaranteed result, which let's be honest, most people like the guaranteed result. It's safe and it's comfortable and it's not scary. I'm a planner, an exceptional planner, but when it comes to the execution of something, I freeze because I'm terrified of failing. I'm terrified of putting myself out there and finding out, nope, you actually don't have what it takes. So I revert back to my comfort zone, something I know I'm good at, and I continue planning and planning and then never actually moving forward. Once I realized this though, I started to look into failing and so many people, if not every successful person has a failure story and probably multiple. And I realized that my skill of planning was also what was hindering me. So I learned how to plan small portions and take that advice I mentioned earlier and just do start. So now whenever I start to feel that prickle of planning for something, like my podcast, for example, I do, I plan, but then I make sure I do something with it as well. I'll record an episode, even if it sucks and I want to re-record it. I'll start the editing process, even though I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing and go from there. Start. And it's obviously still work in progress. I don't have it down pat yet, but the fact that you're actually listening to this right now means that I did do something and I put it out there and that's a start. Another situation I think the truth has an enormous impact on are friendships or just relationships in general. But in regards to friendships, 
and the blunt best friend. I call it like I see it and I just want the absolute best for you. Which a lot of the time gets me in trouble and gets people mad at me because I point out the hard truths that people sometimes try to avoid and pretend don't exist. The inner demons we try to hide from and we all do it. But I truly believe that when we own our truth, especially if there is shame linked to them, we can live such a freer and happier life. And usually my friends will come back to me acknowledging they needed to hear what I had to say or it gave them a new perspective to consider, but they also help me in return to learn more tactful ways to say it. It's mutually beneficial, which is what any type of relationship should be. But there have also been moments where someone decided the type of friendship I have to offer no longer aligned with the type of friendship they were wanting. And that sucks. Losing a friend is like losing a limb for me. And it takes me a bit to recoup, but that's okay. I've learned that people come into your life and you go into people's lives when you're supposed to and when they're supposed to. And sometimes that runs its course sooner than you were expecting, but usually something else great comes along or comes out of it. But sometimes, and it breaks my heart saying this, I see people be dishonest with their friends, like, oh my god, did you see what so-and-so was wearing? Or, oh my god, kill me, did you hear what she said? Or, oh, can you believe she said that to me? And then we wonder why as a society we have trust issues, why we sometimes feel we don't have really deep, meaningful friendships. And of course I'm generalizing and I acknowledge that there are true friendships out there. I know because I have them, and I'm sure others do too. That would be so depressing if there weren't, but how amazing would it be if it exponentially increased that others had really deep, true, meaningful friendships and we helped others achieve that too. To create a real sense of security in your friendships and not feel like a burden or like people are only pretending to be your friend and to communicate problems with the people actually involved to hopefully solve them at the root of the problem. Instead of gossiping problems with everybody else and never actually coming to a solution and actually just making the problem bigger by including people that shouldn't be included in it. I hate the she said, he said game. It's like a really sick, twisted game of adult telephone when there's a lot more on the line. Tell the truth and people will trust you. Tell the truth and the fake friends, the people who aren't worth your time or your energy will start to weed themselves out of your life. Quality over quantity, you guys. For a long, long time, I really felt like I didn't belong because I just didn't understand and I still don't understand how people can sometimes just settle for these very surface, superficial, fake friends or how people can talk behind other people's backs and make fun of them or talk down about them and then put on a different friendly face to them. It's so disheartening to watch because I'm the type of person who will say to your face what other people are saying behind your back because it's clearly something that people have noticed and I just think you should be aware of that. I just think that's respectful. If people are going to say it behind your face, you should know it to your face. So you can make the decision if you want to adapt or acknowledge it or ignore it completely. But I think you're owed the knowledge at least. Like if people think you're being really negative and talk about how they don't like having you around, but never actually say that to you, it just causes this built up tension. So then I'll step in and be like, hey, I've noticed you being kind of negative lately. Could we maybe try and figure out why and help turn that around? Or if everybody else is talking about how bad someone's BO is, but never brings it up to them, I'll pull them aside and be like, hey, 
Did you switch to a new deodorant or maybe forget yours at home? I try to be delicate, but to the point. And usually that ends up making me the bad person because I'm upfront and honest about what people are saying and the people who are being rude and two-faced get away with it. And sometimes it just, it would really get lonely. And like I said, I would really feel like I didn't belong here because I just felt so different. But eventually they weed out and your people come around and stick around and you start to feel less alone and like you do belong. My friends know they can come to me with anything and that I will tell them what I think without holding much back. And they value that from an outfit choice to a new partner. I give my opinion and you're more than welcome to take it or leave it. But people find comfort knowing that they never have to guess with me. Growing up, my dad always told me, no matter what, always tell the truth. No matter how bad the situation is, if you come clean, it'll be a lot better than if I found out you lied. The truth always finds a way of coming out. And if you know my dad, you know he can be quite intimidating And if you don't, just picture a stout Romanian man with burrowed eyebrows, a wrinkled forehead, and a thick accent scolding you, but with a heart of gold. I also just want a sidebar here. My dad does have an accent. Both of my parents do. They're immigrants. I'm first generation Canadian. But for whatever reason, I guess it's because I'm just used to their accents. I cannot mimic them. It's really comical to me. Anyways, I guess just having that thought constantly driven into me as a kid instilled this desire and need to always be upfront and honest because it made it better in the long run. And I've witnessed the truth come out in my life when people definitely thought they wouldn't. It might not come out in a day or a week, but you can be guaranteed it'll eventually be there. When I was 20, I was in a relationship with someone, a really toxic relationship, which I'll dive into in another episode. But I could tell they weren't happy. I mean, we both weren't, but if you love something, let it go, right? And I was a hot mess for weeks after that. But it wasn't until after we broke up, when it didn't really matter anymore, that I finally found out they were actually cheating on me for about a month before I broke up with them. The truth always finds a way of coming out. So I vow right here and now that I will always tell you my truth, as honest as I can. And that's a little terrifying because I'll be the first to admit that I'm not perfect, that I have made mistakes in the past, some really big shameful ones, but I'm here to put it out there to show you where I came from, how I learned from them and how I am today in hopes of helping others either not make those mistakes or forgive themselves for the same mistakes or transpose that forgiveness to their own mistakes and to help them move forward and move on. Some of these truths are not going to paint me in a great light. I'm not going to lie. They're going to make me incredibly vulnerable to your judgment, but I'm optimistic and hopeful that you'll stick with me to see and hear how it and I turned out. I want to shine a light on the darkest parts of me and show you how doing so allowed me to learn from them and to let them go and to not have such a strangling hold on me. So just to wrap that up, if we were more honest with ourselves, I genuinely think it would solve so many issues. When you want to buy something, ask yourself, can I actually afford this? If the real answer is no, put it back. You've just saved yourself some debt there. If you get invited to an event, ask yourself, do I honestly want to attend this event or make time for it? If the true answer is no, 
don't go. And you've just saved yourself the time to do something you actually want to do. Even if it's just sitting on the couch, being a blob, watching Netflix with a pint of pistachio ice cream or 20 ice cream sandwiches. Whatever you want to do, you can do it now because you are honest about not wanting to go to that event. If you want to treat yourself to something indulgent, like an ice cream sandwich or a piece of cheesecake, but you've been trying to stay on this health kick, really ask yourself, have I earned this treat? Or did I already have a treat at lunch? And this one won't add to my goal of a healthy balance. And you'll notice I said earned. I strongly discourage people to say they deserve something because really why? Why do you deserve it? What makes you entitled to it? I prefer to think in terms of I earned this. I ran 5K today. I earned this Oreo. I saved $200 last month toward this new purse. I earned it. Earning implies that you worked towards something. Deserving just feels like you're entitled to it. And usually, if we're honest with ourselves and we speak the truth, we realize that we're not entitled or we shouldn't be entitled to anything. Today's inspiration I'm going to leave you off with is from Pravini Herbungs. The only people who are mad at you for speaking the truth are those people who are living a lie. And to me, that's because they're avoiding their reality. And I don't think we can achieve true deep happiness and contentment if we're constantly trying to escape our reality or pretend we're living a life we're actually happy in when we're not. Let me know on Instagram what you think of today's inspiration or if there's a lie you keep telling yourself you want me to help you through. And that's the way I see it. If this episode resonated with you and made you feel just a little bit more connected, I would love, love, love for you to click that little subscribe button and leave me a review telling me why it resonated with you. That is the greatest gift and compliment you can give to those of us who put ourselves and our thoughts out there to be consumed. Your thoughtful words back and your loyalty subscribing to the show. As always, positive outcomes only and always remember to sparkle. Again, if you thought that that was uh, good, if you thought it was interesting, if you thought, you know what, I could get behind this, uh, do a quick search for the way I see it uh, with the letter C instead of instead of spelling it out. It's the letter C uh, and just give it a listen. There are going to be episodes every day or uh, five days a week for the next two weeks until November 20th. Uh, so it is worth a listen, is worth having these conversations. And she gets really, really open with a lot of things. So it is worth checking out some of the episodes that are coming up. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you in the next one.